On this episode, we'll be talking about my favorite real estate investing strategy, the bird. Hey, what's going on, everyone? You got your 72 real estate investor here. Uh, first and foremost, I want to say thank you again for all the love and support. You guys have just been amazing on this journey. Um, you know, just the comments you guys are sending, the DMs I'm getting, it's it's been uh, actually overwhelming. So thank you very much. And uh, also for those that have reached out to me with their own 7-2 stories and their uh, what I call the KIP factors, which is your kick in the teeth factors. And, um, and what they're doing about it. So thank you very much. Appreciate that. So, um, and, uh, you know, like I said, you know, you guys, I want you guys to reach out to me. You can DM me. You can find me on Instagram as the 72 real estate investor. Send me a message and you know what? Uh, let me know what you want me to talk about. And I'm always, uh, hey, I love talking. So <laughs> I can never get tired of that. So as you guys know already. So the topic today is the Burr strategy, which is a very popular uh, investing technique in real estate. So I've been doing this now, um, and I got my first uh, real taste of it, seeing things on bigger pockets, um, and that was more American based. But then, you know, when I back in my journey when I first started, I was uh, a gentleman. I hope you guys have heard of him, my man Matt McKeever. Saw what he was doing with his videos and. Uh, yeah, I mean, just this basically follow that formula, and uh, it's really allowed me to grow on uh, just an amazing path uh, within real estate investing. And I'm basically using the ultimate, uh, you know, OPM, as I say, that's the holy grail is that when you can use that, and in this case, I'm simply using the bank's money and simply rinsing it and then repeating it. So, what is the burst strategy? So, the burst strategy is basically when you base, buy a property, and this property, ideally you want to get a property and you want to get a deal on it up front. They always say the property, where the property you're going to be making the money is on the buy, not on the sell. So don't forget that. So you want to get a property. In my case, I like to get a property that might have some distress. I look for properties that don't have issues structurally because that can just become a real nightmare. So I look for more cosmetics. And they're out there. And I always joke about this with everybody. And I said, if the Property smells like cat piss. Guess what? You can count on me putting an offer on it because you know we can fix uh, cat smell and cat uh, piss and so forth. So I always say cat piss smells like mint uh, because you can be minting some money out of there. So so in this property you're gonna be looking for you're gonna find and like I said cosmetics. You're gonna buy that property. The next thing you're gonna do with that property is you're gonna renovate it or rehab it. Again, depending on what you need in that property, usually it's going to be your staples, which is going to be your flooring, it's going to be your uh, lighting, it's going to be your kitchen, it's going to be a paint job, it's going to be your bathroom. So really those are the five things I usually aim for. So again, that's kitchen, bathroom, flooring, lighting, and paint. You do that and you're going to be forcing appreciation right off the hop and that's a whole idea, okay? So that's what you're going to do with the renovations. Then what you're going to do is you're going to rent out that property. This is a income property, so you need to generate income. How you do that is by renting out the property. And when you go back to the bank and saying, hey bank, look, this property, I've done this, this, and this. And when they appraise it, they're gonna say, well, how much are you renting it for? So you wanna show that, that agreement, you wanna show the money coming into that account. Next thing you're gonna do after that is you're gonna go and get a refi. And that's when the appraiser comes in and you work with the bank. So they're now gonna reappraise that home 
and looking at that new value and you're going to refinance it. Okay. So basically what we're going to be doing is either getting another mortgage on that property on that difference or two is getting a HELOC, which is your home equity line of credit. And the last thing you do after that, you're just simply going to repeat. So simply you follow the birth strategy. Like I said, I'm going to repeat this again. You're going to buy a property. You're going to rehab it. You're going to rent it. You're going to refinance it. Then you're going to repeat. You basically go back and use the bank's money to go down to the next property. Now it, it's, it's amazing. And this is a great way to just get your engine revving and get off to the races. It's, it's, it, and it's, it's a lot of fun because it's very tangible because you see what you're doing with the property with forced appreciation and then you can control the rent you want to, to, to charge and, and show the bank that you're generating income. So I really can't stress this enough, especially for newbie investors and so forth. This is a great strategy. Even if you're a uh, investor that's been investing for many, many years and this is a strategy to go because you know what? You're forcing appreciation and you're basically repeating that money. So, <clears throat> so what I want to talk about now is essentially an example because I can talk about the theory on this. The theory we can keep, but it's all about the practical. It's nuts and bolts, but this is all meaningless unless you actually do it. So when we're showing you these type of things, you need to get off your ass and do it as well. Otherwise it's really, oh, it's just a great video. So I want you guys to use these tools and apply them in the real world. Okay. So here is my, one of my recent burrs, okay? So I bought a property, it's a beautiful property. Uh, it was brought to me, it was a raised bungalow, okay? So, and um, you know, ideal signs, are, they always talk about the five or six Ds when you're looking for a property, which could be distress, could be debt, could be uh, divorce, disease, death, um, are, are some staples for that. Um, and usually you get a deal on, on these homes because they're priced to sell. So I was able to get a home and that followed under those Ds and that home I purchased, it was for uh, 2349, okay? So that home was 234,900. I know my viewers from Toronto are probably laughing because that's how much it costs for a coffee at Starbucks. <laughs> but not in London, you can actually get a home uh, believe it or not, if with the right deal for 234900 okay? Essentially, when I bought this property, I had to come up with 20%. So my 20% down on this property was, I got the numbers listed right here, so I do this property for you guys, was approximately $46,980. So I had to come up with some money for that, okay? Then, so you can see I got 20 points in, then the bank actually has to cover the rest because I'm on a on a on an LTV where the bank's going to cover 80% of that. So of course the bank's on the hook for the rest of that. And what my mortgage then is, my mortgage then works out to 187 thousand dollars and or sorry 187,920. Okay, so bought a property. My down payment's 46,980. And then my mortgage is 187920 Okay, hopefully this is making sense so far. Bought this property. I had closing costs of approximately $3,000. And then I had to put some renovation into it, some rentals. And there were strategic rentals. Put a dishwasher, paint job, uh, flooring, like I said, added LED lighting throughout. Did some work on the landscaping. And that worked out to about $10,000. So all in, initially, my initial investment in this property is approximately my chicken scratch here 
is $60,000. So that's my initial investment, okay? So I knew I bought the right property and the timing was right, okay? So I also knew what I wanted to do with this property, which is gonna be doing the birth strategy. So you can see what I ended up doing then is four months later, so just four months later, I decided to do a refi, okay? So I took it to the bank and said, bank, I need to do a refi on this. Let's do this and let's see what the home is worth. So after just four months, the property was now worth $330,000. Four months, boom. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Almost $100,000 of equity within four months. So when I get this refi, refi done, the, essentially what happens is the bank says, okay, you gotta get a new mortgage on this. So what we're doing now is I have to get a mortgage on 330. So what happens with the 330 now is I need to still put 20% down, okay? So my new 20% down is now $66,000, okay? So the bank's gonna cover the rest. So now my new mortgage is gonna be $264,000 and uh, yeah, $264,000. That's my new mortgage and this is the money I have to come in with, okay? So how we factor in how the uh, burr works is, is it's quite simple. So if I know what before is and after, essentially this is my mortgage after the fact, this is my mortgage prior. So what I simply need to do is I basically take my $264,000 and I subtract it by my balance owed on that mortgage, which is $187,920. Which gives me a difference of $76,080. So because my new mortgage is, is $264,000 and my old mortgage is $187,920, I get a nice check. The check I got from the bank was a whopping $76,000. I'm sorry, I'm just gonna say $76,000. It's easier for me because that 80 is just fluff. So $76,000. So remember early on I had mentioned that I put in $60,000 into this property, right? So when I do this, the, when I basically look at the math here, so I'm, I'm getting $76,000 back. So essentially not only am I getting my initial investment back, but on top of that, I'm actually making an additional $16,000. So I have theoretically no money in. Does that make sense? I have no money in, the bank's basically given me that. So now I can run with that property. Now yeah, there's a mortgage on it and so forth, but I can simply take this $76,000, which is tax-free by the way, because there's a mortgage on it, of course, the difference, the difference between these two uh, prices and the difference in the mortgage, I can simply take that $76,000, I can simply rinse it out, and then I can simply repeat it and move on to the next property, which is exactly what I did. Okay, so hopefully that makes sense. Now this is key, and this is, I did a video recently, and a podcast video uh, recently, about the importance of how you set your rent. Because you don't wanna get caught with your pants down, which is, you know, you just found a tenant, you want to do the burr strategy, you got some income coming in, and then all of a sudden you do your burr and you go get a refinance, 
great. There's another mortgage on this property, but then you find out you're now cash flow negative. What happened here? Yeah, you were able to pull some equity out, but now you're you're stuck. Okay, that's what we say is set your rents high. So my goal is to always make sure that when I'm doing a burst strategy, I'm getting at close as possible 50% of that cash flow I was getting before. Okay, so early on, sorry, it's a little messy for those watching this video. You don't have to worry about if you're listening to this podcast, but. Initially, when I purchased that property at 204,900, okay, my cash flow monthly after expenses, so you factor in, you pay down your mortgage, your, your principal and interest, your taxes, your insurance, if there's any other uh, vacancy and, and so forth. So my cash flow monthly was $702. That's right, $702 a month. Okay, but I'm in this as well and I'm thinking big picture. So I did this refi within four months, pulled $76,000 out to move on to the next project. So what is my new cash flow gonna be? Because again, although I'm getting this money out and we can consider it, yeah, it's someone else's money, but I still have to pay for it, right? So after this whole refi, my new cash flow is sitting at 300 and $38. So even after pulling the money, the equity out, getting another mortgage on the property, okay, so simply adding to it, I'm still bringing in $338 a month. I could sleep okay at night with that. Yeah, 702 was nice, but 702 was not giving me $76,000. I had to pull that out. And you know what? You gotta strike when the iron's hot. That's what you gotta do. You know, the market was hot and I said, hey, I'm gonna be pulling some equity out so I can then fast track and not only get one more property, but get two more properties. So I'll talk about how I was able to do that. I learned this term uh, recently and that was from my my man, the humble CEO, Ben Murashan, where he talks about the hop theory. So now I can just simply hop my way and get to the next property and next property and next property, okay? So hopefully you found this video helpful or podcast helpful. If you have any questions, like I said, reach out to me, DM me on Instagram at the 72 real estate investor. Okay. Let me know. I'll be more than happy to talk with you. Um, I also emphasize is there's lots of great programs out there. And if you're not already become a member of the cash flow tribe, that's a new group that started up. It's great information. The beta groups for free. So look it up on Facebook and, uh, You'll be amazed at how much information is on there. And we do also talk about the burst strategy on there as an example. Okay. So with that, I want you guys to take care and God bless.